Hey, LifePoint family, Tammy and I wanted to take a moment to share with you about an incredible opportunity coming up that we engage in together as a church every year, and that's our year-end offering. You know, in this season of generosity and reflection, we want to be intentional about reflecting on God's faithfulness to us, while also sowing a seed of faith into the future. And we do this through our annual offering that is over and above our regular giving. We like to call it bringing a gift of sacrifice. Over these next few weeks in our series, Faithfulness, our faith will be stirred as we are reminded of all that God has done in our lives personally and collectively as a church. This is also a time to invest in the coming year as we believe God to do more than we could ever ask or imagine as He builds His church through our partnership. What a privilege. That's right. You know, now more than ever, people need the hope of Jesus. And so however you share in this church family, whether you attend in person or maybe you engage online, we invite you to prayerfully participate. And that could be through a one-time gift or even a reoccurring gift. However you do it, we're eternally grateful to you as together we bring the message of Jesus to a hurting world, both locally, nationally, and as well around the world globally. To find out how you can contribute, go to lifepoint.org faithfulness. Thank you in advance for partnering with this ministry as we advance the mission together. We love you and cannot wait to see all that God does in and through you. We hope you enjoy today's message. So these are our campus pastors from all five locations. If you're new to LifePoint, we're one church, five locations. Five locations. There's a Stafford location. There is. By the way, for those who pass us and, <laughs> and drive to Fredericksburg. Right. Right. Wow, we're starting there. <laughs> we're trying to have a good year in Dolphin tomorrow. I'm, I'm, sorry. Sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm joking. <laughs> These uh, are the men and uh, their families that help lead all of our campuses and are real gifts to the house. Incredible men of God and uh, love Jesus, love his church, and love this house. And we couldn't, Tammy and I are so grateful for you. And I wanted you to hear, you know, we get to hear all the stories all the time of how God is moving. And, and really, there's no time to get together and just kind of share all this with the church family. But I did want you to hear from each campus. Because here's what I know just doing church this long. I started preaching the gospel 30 years ago this year, everybody. Preached my very first message, I don't know if y'all know this, at 17 years old. God radically got a hold of my heart before my senior year. I was a, I was a church attender, but I wasn't on fire for the Lord. Um, I, I take the label Christian, but it wasn't alive inside of me. <laughs> Summer before my senior year, and I was determined I was going to reach my high school for Jesus. So I planned a back-to-school bash. Come on, 1993. Back-to-school bash. I planned it. I was the guest speaker. Wow. I invited myself. <laughs> wow. I invited all my friends. Yeah. We had lunch, the whole thing. I prepared a message. I went eight minutes. I thought I had 30 minutes of content. Wow. At eight, after eight minutes, I ran out of things to say. I was like, Did y'all have we any prayed. Let's matching t shirts? No, we did not have matching t shirts. I hate you. <laughs> that is so wrong. It's an inside joke that is so wrong. All right. Let's do what we came to do. Yeah, let's do it. Sorry. Let's move on. Terrence is our Culpepper campus hey. pastor. 
He does it all. He can sing. He can play guitar. He can preach. Terrence, tell us, uh, just give us an idea of what's God doing at our Culpeper location. What are you most excited about? What are you seeing that's got you fired up? Yes, sir. Pastor, I have to tell you I'm most excited about the individuals and the families that have made the decision and taken the next step to come back to church. We're so grateful for our online experience. We're so grateful for the opportunity that it gives those who are are physically unable to attend. But I have to tell you that I'm excited and I've been encouraged with the stories that we're hearing uh, for people coming back and getting in the room. And we've all seen the effects of isolation and what it has had on mental health, what it has had on our communities. But it's really exciting to see what God is doing in the hearts of people and how they are taking another step and returning to church. And there's a lady on our campus that I'm very excited about. And however, she was uh, with us for a season, but she fell on tough times. And we've all know the effects of COVID and the challenges that it presented. And she uh, remained faithful, but she hit rock, rock bottom. And so she lost multiple jobs. She found herself filing for bankruptcy. She had multiple surgeries. Uh, as a matter of fact, at the beginning of this year, she lost her dad. Wow. However, she made up in her mind that enough was enough, and she decided to come back to church this past yeah. Easter. It's great. Very cool. She came back to church this past Easter, but immediately following that, she fell on tough times again. But the difference was she had made up in her mind that regardless of where I'm at in my life, I'm getting back in the room. So a few months ago, she came back to church, and she found my wife and I after service. She told us her story. She's uh, renewed her relationship with Jesus. She's in a small group. She's preparing to join the dream team. And at the beginning of this month, November 5th, Pastor, I had the opportunity to baptize her in front of our entire church. That's beautiful. I love that. You know, we talk about going all in. Um, If you've been around long, you've heard me say, like, hey, give us a year of your life. And I have so many people that come up and go, hey, I did that thing. I've given a year of my life, and I'm four months in, and it's transformed my life. And we talk about all these things. Get in a small group. Get on a dream team. Start, begin tithing, being generous with your resources, with your time, um, you know, all the things. And I think, I wonder sometimes, I don't know, I wonder sometimes if people think, well, you know, that's just the thing they're selling when reality, all that has been strategically created by Jesus, because all of it's from the scriptures. Um, if you read the Acts of the New Testament, um, it's, it, but it creates this incubator where spiritual growth will happen. If you do those things. It creates this incubator. Um, one of our overseers, Pastor Stu Hodges, talks about, I adopted this from him. He talks with his kids about predictable paths. Like, I've seen it enough. You make these choices. There's a predictable path. I can tell you the predictable path. If you go all in, get in a small group, get on a dream team, begin tithing, stay faithful in the house of God, I will tell you the predictable path of what God will do in your spiritual growth. This lady is just one of hundreds and thousands of examples of how that has happened all throughout the year. So good. Amar. Yes, sir. (laughs) Amar's a Commanders fan, everybody. You were hoping I got booze, didn't you? No, I'm, I'm, I'm always amazed at the level of loyalty to, yeah. medio- to mediocrity. Hey. 
That's it. That's it. That's it. I mean, I'm impressed. I couldn't be that loyal to mediocrity. Wow. We have to. I would have, have to, to move keep on. It moving, All right. Guys. What's God doing at your campus tomorrow? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> honestly, it's momentum for us at Stafford. Uh, after COVID, Stafford seen, as our church did, a, a really drastic hit to our campus. So we were right around 500 people, and we went from 500 to uh, January of 2022 being 94 people on a Sunday. Now, now here's the crazy part, is that was my first Sunday as the <laughs> campus pastor. So I had some thoughts like, was this a setup? Am I the, the guy that's going to come here? So I, I, I looked at Precious, and I said to her, seriously, like, if anything changes here, it's going to be a supernatural move of God. And I felt in my spirit immediately four words, fresh wind, fresh fire. And that's actually the title of a book mm -hmm. um, that a pastor in New York wrote. And it talks about basically how the church came together to seek the Lord. They waited upon him and prayed. And it went from 20 people to thousands of thousands of people today. And I, I love that imagery because it reminds me of like the book of Acts when the church, one of the things when a church was launched is they waited in the upper room and they were praying and the Holy Spirit fell and God started to work. And yeah. so we started to see that happen at our, at our campus and we started to see people like Dave and Michelle uh, come to our campus and they actually were a part of Riverbend. Come on, shout out to one of the, the first few. Yeah, OGs. Uh, went, got caught into watching online and then got back to church. And then when they came back, not only did they get involved, they went through growth track, started to go through freedom, serving on a different team. And when asked, hey, what's, what's changed? What's different? And they said, we could see God's hand on this campus and the movement of it. And did, we've had countless stories of people like that that have just come and went all in. And, you know, you talk about it often, Pastor, where prayer is very important for us. This is why we do it at the top of the year because yeah. of what we want to see happen in and throughout the life of our church. And so we've just seen the momentum increase at the Stafford campus. I love it. Love it. One thing you may not know is um, they recently... Uh, there's renovations happening in your auditorium, so they're unable to meet in their auditorium, and so now they had to move to the gym, and I love just speaking to momentum and what God is doing, what could have been a real obstacle became yep. just a real Catapult. catalyst yep. for growth, and you know, now we're like, maybe we stay, stay in the in gym. Stay in the gym, come on somebody. Because <laughs> it's just created this really incredible thing yeah. and how God is moving, I love that. Billy is at our Spotsy campus. Yep. Yeah. Just recently transitioned from Culpepper, was a campus pastor in Culpepper now yeah. in, uh, at Spotsy because TJ is deserting us. Yeah. So Phoenix, I'm kidding. I'm joking. He's here on the front row. We're excited about Phoenix. Um, so Billy, tell us yeah. what's happening at, uh, at Absolutely, Spotsy. yes. So as you said, unique perspective coming from two different campuses in one year. It's exciting to see what all God's doing in Culpeper. Culpeper is, is moving, and Terrence is doing a great job. Um, but as I transitioned to Spotsy, the thing that really stood out to me the most, um, as I was going through, you know, just looking at some different numbers and things, we saw last year, Spotsy Campus saw 266 people say yes to Jesus, which is incredible, right? That's incredible. However, what's amazing is this year, and we're not even through the year yet, we still have Christmas to go, December to go, this Sunday uh, to go, we've seen 589 people wow. say yes to Jesus. Amazing. Unbelievable. We've seen 
three times as many baptisms uh, year over year. So God is moving in a, in a tremendous way. Um, but it's not just the numbers. I mean, that's great to hear those big numbers, but the individuals and seeing the life change within individuals has been amazing. Uh, the person that comes to my mind first, the guy last, um, their November's baptism, um, only been to the campus three or four times. Um, and God just really got a hold of his, uh, of his heart during the, the message and said, you know, I really feel like today's my day. Wasn't planning on getting baptized, but he said, I believe today is my day to be baptized. And here's what I love about the story, though, is when he, you know, he said, okay, I don't know what to do next, but the first person he thought of to go to, it wasn't me, wasn't the guy on the stage that he saw, wasn't any of our staff, anything like that. It was a dream teamer. And so I just want to shout out all the, the consistent dream teamers out there. Right. That you never know. You never know if you're a part of that story or not, because this guy, Jason, um, he serves back in the Kids Point area, but he would still be that consistent face that he saw every time he would come in, that he said he had a smile on his face, he shook my hand, he hugged my neck, and that was the guy that he wanted to get run to. And he ran to him and said, hey, I really feel like I want to be baptized. I need to be baptized. What should I do? So, well, I think you should do it too. So they ran back to the baptism. I, I had the opportunity to, to baptize him. And so it's just amazing to see that. The lives being changed, but also the consistent dream teamers. Um, those, especially at Spots, you've been there for a long time, but you never know the impact you're making just by being consistent um, in serving. I love that story. You know, when we started the church, um, Ephesians 4, uh, around verse 12 through 15, says that um, it's the job of the pastor's fivefold ministry, but to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. And so we just had this idea that we didn't think the ministry should be done by the pastoral staff, that the pastoral staff, according to Ephesians 4, was supposed to equip saints, which all of you are. Some of you are like, I don't act so saintly some days. Well, we don't act so pastoral some days, but God lets us keep doing it. And um, to equip the saints to do what? The work of the ministry. And so we just had this idea that um, that you know, a few staff people could do something, but thousands of ministers could really make a difference in a community. And that's really what the dream team is. The dream team is the ministry staff. And they are, they are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works. And every one of you has a ministry that God's called you to. And it's our job to help you discover that. That's why we have growth track. We have a way to help discover what is the gift, what is the call, and how do we deploy you into the ministry? And I just, I believe this, you'll never, you'll never be fully fulfilled in life till you're doing the thing that God created you to do. And our job is to help you live fulfilled. I imagine that dream teamer went home that day and was the most fulfilled day of his service because he had a part in seeing someone take a next step in their walk with Jesus. Incredible. Michael, Fredericksburg campus pastor. Yeah, I'm most excited uh, on our campus, so really most excited for me is about my workout program. Um, it, it used, listen, I, I used to be one of the more fit CPs, and now that we got some uh, new blood on the team, I'm like down at the bottom Stay now. focused, Michael. Yeah. Bring it back in. Hey, um, no, oh. excited. I only hire former athletes, but Michael got in before that was the rule. <laughs> it's that grandfather law. I got in there. I got grandfathered in. Get rid of me now. No. Hey, thank you. (laughs) Off time. He literally, he said, listen, uh, when you guys get up there and speak, uh, don't embarrass your mother and don't embarrass me. And so I'm working hard to keep it in the lane right now. 
Um, here's what I'll tell you. The thing I'm most excited about really on our campus is, is watching people take a next step. Um, you've talked about this um, all throughout, just me knowing, knowing you and being a part of this church since day one. You've said that um, it's the being and making disciples, that it's the going along the way that you're developed and, and, and that you're grown in your relationship with Jesus. And so there's so many names on our campus that I think of. I think of, of Jake and Jericho. I think of Woody. I think of TJ. I think of all of these individuals who have said yes, Jeremy, who said yes to, to taking a next step. Specifically, I think about um, one of our dream teamers, Katie um, Myers, uh, came to our church um, right around COVID. And she moved from Colorado to the Culpeper area. And she and her husband were in a really dark season and um, had kind of turned to alcohol and had gotten to a really, really bad place. And I mean, it was actually at a bar one night that the bartender invited her to church. On, and she said yes. And uh, thank you for all the bartenders that put in those late night invites. Got way too excited. Yeah. The bartender. <laughs> That's amazing. Too far. Um, and so he, uh, anyway, th th she said yes to that invitation. They attended, and uh, you, you preached. You said, hey, listen, uh, give us a year of your life. Go yeah. all in for yeah. a year and see if it doesn't make an impact in, right. your, in your life. And she said yes. Uh, they said yes to that. They went to growth track, which was the right next step. And it was in growth track that he decided, hey, I need to get into a freedom group and uh, joined Fred Page's freedom group. Um, it radically changed his life. Uh, she joined a serving team. And what's wild is during that freedom group um, and because of COVID, he had some things from his past that were starting to catch up with him. The court dates kept getting pushed back, pushed back, pushed back. And by the grace of God, he was able to get through freedom, um, went through freedom and then those court cases came up and um, he was sentenced. He's incarcerated right now. Uh, his wife said, you know, it's a part of their story. And um, he's now in prison sharing his faith with those that are around him. That same week that he went in, she started her freedom group. And she went through freedom, rededicated her life to Christ, got baptized. And this is what she said. She said, I never knew that I could have a relationship with Jesus. She said, I grew up Catholic, but never knew I could call on the Holy Spirit. And uh, she said, there are moments of stress and dark moments that um, she said, I could call on the Holy Spirit and there'd be peace yeah. and calm. And from there, she's um, served in our Kids Point environment, then took on a leadership role. And it was in that space that she said, I, I never realized that church was, wasn't just for me, but it was what I could pour out into other people. And uh, she said she lived in the Culpeper area, but attended here at the broadcast location. And she said, every time I invite friends, I can't bring them to church. And so um, through mentoring through our, our Kids Point director, Sarima, uh, she said, hey, I need to go to the campus that's in the community that I'm in. And so praise <laughs> Jesus, Culpeper picked up uh, another serving team member. And uh, this is what she said to me. This was really profound. She said uh, two things. She said, I want people to know that there is... Even in the darkest hour, there is still hope. Yes, yeah, great. And, uh, and she said this, she said, you know, take a next step. You can't steer a parked car. And so no matter where hey, you're in your faith, that'll take preach. a next step. Yeah. You can't steer a parked car. Somebody, that's why you came today. You a parked car, get that thing and drive. It's a good word. Gerald is our RVA campus pastor. Love you guys. None of these campus pastors love their campus. They didn't say anything to them. So I decided to work. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I'm petty. Don't start. Um, yeah, I look, I love um, the way you said you wanted to build a church that if you close the doors, the community would recognize it. And honestly, we've carried that heart to Richmond. 
And one of the ways we do that is through our adopter block, which takes place on the north side of the city in an area called Lincoln Muse. And look, we know the Lord has called us there. Um, I commute from, I used to commute from King George to Richmond. And when I was on 95, I would get to the Chamberlain exit and it was as if the Lord would illuminate Chamberlain off the sign. And look, that only happens a couple of times before you stop and go, God, what are you, what are you saying to me? So we started praying about it. I remember mentioned it to our outreach director. And then one day she sends me this triangle piece of grass right in the middle of Chamberlain. And we took a dream team, shout out to dream team. And we started prayer walking that area wow. that Saturday, not really knowing what we we're doing. We we're like, hey, we're just gonna feed people, knock on doors and get to know um, some people in the community. And I remember getting to this one door, amazing conversation with the man at the door. I had Raleigh McCroy with me and just felt compelled to give the gospel. And I still remember his name. Dana Humphrey says yes to Jesus. Come on, so powerful. And honestly, um, from that moment, we were sure that we should be in that area. Fast forward a little bit six months later, and a couple Sundays ago, you spoke about him. Pastor Matthew shows up, and he tells us a story that um, during COVID, he was at home in Philadelphia, sick at the time, and he was praying that a church or a group of people would do something with that land that would impact that community. And, and um, we were the answer to his prayers. And honestly, it was the answer to our prayer. You told this story mm-hmm. a couple of Sundays ago for the first time since COVID. He was able to open up his doors and feed yeah. the community. And honestly, seeing the hope in his eyes, the hope in the community's eyes as they walked through the doors for the first time, right. some in decades. Um, here's what I saw, that joy, that hope. Um, it is the consistency and the faithfulness that years from now will be told because of building relationships yeah. Yeah. that will transform the north side. And we're just thankful to be a part of what God is doing on the north side. Yeah, I love this. I want you to, I want you to catch this because, you know, on the 10th, I, I know everybody, I'm believing everybody who'll listen to God and, and participate in this offering. And it's not that we're, building this house. God does use it right. to build this house, but um, it's building the big C. Yeah, right. This this church, the Richmond Church of God, had had not been open, and, and honestly, the distance and probably some of the financial difficulties, the people we're serving there are more likely to go to that church than they ever will come to our yeah. campus. That's Just the distance and the time. But it doesn't matter to us if they show up at our church. Let's let them show up at the church, any church that's preaching the gospel. And so because of this, the church that had not been opened in three years, we have a couple at our Richmond campus, shout out to them that run a nonprofit, and they've helped. And now we've, we're tiling floors, we're remodeling bathrooms, we're putting a new roof on this church, and we're going to be a part of helping that church because they're in the community and serving meals every Saturday, three Saturdays ago now, I guess it would have been, served 100 people for the first time since COVID. 100 people came into that church. Some people hadn't been in church in 60 years um, because of those kind of, of partnerships. All right, real quick, um, let's popcorn. Uh, let's just go down the line. Tell us something outreach related. You know, real passion of ours is uh, when we started, we determined we would not open up outreach things. Yeah. Like we're, not, we're never gonna have our own food pantry. We're never gonna have our own things because there are wonderful organizations in the community. Yep. Yep. We determined what we could bring was people and money. That's great. 
when we were smaller, it was more people than it was money. <laughs> um, but we've grown over time, and now we can bring the resources of people and financial resources and partner up with organizations that are doing great work. So real quick, go down the line. Down the line tell us, how are yeah. we doing that? Yeah, so really quick, um, I do want to touch on uh, that. What One thing I did miss out is that we went into prayer as a campus, and we utilized that throughout community nights. We gathered together, and what we saw on our campus that I forgot to mention is that our campus went from 94 people to close to 300 people now, and we went from 10 small groups to now close to 70 small groups now, and not only that, on to outreach. We've served 1,400 people last year. This year, we're serving 4,000 people. And here is... Here's also what we saw specifically through that outreach is a neighborhood, Garrison Woods, that we have adopted, and we go in, and we're going to do Winter Wonderland there. And so we go in, and which, if you don't know Winter Wonderland, it is coming up. Uh, so I would advise you, look, be a part of that, because it's an opportunity for us to truly give to a, a family that is that does not get the opportunity to get toys yeah. or get to do Christmas the way that we do. So we're going to the community to set up and have them come through and shop. For their kids and it's not that we get to do it but it's the parents who are the heroes yeah. like you said yeah. right and, and so through it's that, shopping but it's free it's free so you know it's completely yeah. it free is free to them come on now it is free uh but with that i do know that we've had at least three to four families come to our campus because of the proximity to the neighborhood and have attended church because we went to them and we were able to be the light in a dark environment that's great. Yeah, that's great. Beautiful. That's good, Amar. That's good. Uh, for me, for Spotsy, outreach-related, two things really come to my mind. Uh, first, the food pantries. We've been doing a lot of those, you know, um, with both Spotsylvania County um, and King George. And the workers just saying the timeliness of that has just been every time. It's like, man, we really needed this, but we didn't know when it was coming, and it came right when they needed it. So that was a, that's a big thing. But I think the biggest thing for me is the way that we're now able to... Um, to, to be in the Spotsylvania County schools. Yeah. And, you know, we've, we've built partnerships, consistency over time with, um, with Cedar Forest Elementary, with Thornburg Middle School, with uh, Massaponics High School, Spotsylvania High School, and many more. We're adding to that list. But it's not just, I mean, we're meeting tangible needs. We've got a lot of dream team coming, supporting, doing a lot of things within the schools. But it's also meeting the needs within the administration, the teachers as well. Uh, my, my wife's a teacher, so I very well know like what, what they're under. Um, and if there's teachers out there, we understand like all that you're under, uh, yeah. the pressure and all the things. And so meeting those things, being, just being, that, being the hands and feet of Jesus um, yeah. in those school systems has made a massive difference. And people saying again, because of you being there, I feel like now God sees me. So I think those are, those are some big things within us as sponsor. Beautiful. Um, for us, it's the motel ministry. Shout out Nancy and the team. We were in two motels and we just added our third one recently. And a really cool story from the motel ministry, there was a mother, a daughter, and two kids living out of the motel and they got an opportunity to move into an apartment. Um, my dream team heard about it. One of the dream team members fully furnished this house. And we took a team of people, went to drop the furniture off at the house. Yeah, beautiful. And I still remember sitting down with the mom, late 60s, early 70s, and she's crying because of the generosity of a church. And got it um, honestly in my heart to um, to say to tell her the gospel. And she gives her life to Christ sitting on her chair. And I think this is the biggest part is that we take the love of Jesus to the community, yeah. but when that love leads someone to yeah. say yes yeah. to yeah. Jesus, it makes everything we're doing worth yeah. it. And so our motel ministry is definitely making an impact. It's huge. 
That's huge. I think for us, um, we've worked hard to, to really come alongside all of our community partners. Um, but one of our biggest missions has been uh, to get into the school systems, is to love on the school systems. And um, our team, probably about a year ago, reached out to um, Hugh Mercer and Lafayette Elementary and said, hey, we'd love to be a part of your back to school. They were a little reluctant, but said, hey, come on in. Um, the team went in there, the outreach team went in there and just loved on students, gave backpacks, uh, made connections, uh, really cared for them to the point where the school systems in that following school year reached out to us and said, hey, we want you to come back. What other schools can you come into? Because we created a great space. And they said, you take care of people well, you love on them, and we really want them to have a life-giving place that they can go to outside of the school system. And so um, from there, we've watched God open up doors. We've got um, JM reaching out to us and said, hey, we want you to come in there. We've partnered with Riverbend High School. Last year, they had an incident there at the school, and um, the teachers really needed some care. And our team responded quickly, uh, gave them uh, lunch, free Chick-fil-A uh, for lunch. and. They sent us a message back and said, you know, in these, in these circumstances, we rarely feel seen. And we're so thankful that there's a church that loves on us, that cares for us, that really is who they say they are and shares the love of Jesus. Mm. Incredible. What'd you say earlier, Michael, about um, the prayer, student prayer? Oh, that's right, yeah. And because of that now, we've got um, averaging 60 students for prayer around the flagpole at several of our high schools. Yeah, really great. Pastor, for us in Culpeper, we've had a heightened focus on our older generation, specifically our veterans in the nursing home. So one of the things... Wonderful. That's great. One of the things that we just, uh, we've accomplished here recently at our OneServe was we packaged blessing bags uh, for those veterans and we got to pass it out at our Culpeper Health and Rehab Center there. And we just want to be uh, the hands and feet of Jesus in that community and just show those older, uh, the older generation and those veterans that there's a church in Culpeper that loves you, that sees you and hasn't forgotten about you. Yeah, so. yeah. Beautiful. So good. Come on, can we thank God for our campus pastors, how he's using them? What a gift. Love you guys. So good. You can have a seat for just a moment. I, I hope uh, you get the same feeling in your heart in a not in a, a sinful way, but in a very righteous way of, man, I'm just proud of my church. Proud of what I'm a part of, proud of the people that I'm around, of how God is moving. What, what an incredible, and these are just a, it's a small window of stories. And, uh, and so when you give, you accelerate this kind of impact. Um, you make it possible to do more of that in more places in more locations and uh, we're so grateful on the 10th i hope you're praying on the way out today you'll receive a year-end giving card so that you can come prepared on the 10th to do that you can do that in service you can do it online but i really want you praying asking god what would he have you do i know our family is we come with a gift every year that represents sacrifice to us and it, it looks different for everybody you know for some of you a couple hundred dollars as i said last week that'll be sacrifice uh, for some of you, thousands of dollars will be sacrificed. For some of you, $100,000 be sacrificed. I'm believing again, there's somebody that could give a million dollars this year. There may be even somebody watching online that you could, you could pay for the entire construction of Culpeper. 
You can write an $11.5 million check. You could do it. I'm praying that God puts that on your heart to do and that you'll be obedient in that. You may be thinking, well, Pastor, why, why are you so bold in numbers? Because that mom that got to move in the apartment matters to me. And the guy that felt led to get baptized matters to me. And the veterans in Culpeper, they matter to me. And there's more people like that that need to be touched. And so I have no problem spurring you towards love and good deeds, as we learned last week. Hey, will you pray with me? Every head bowed, every eye closed. There's no one looking around at any campus. Maybe you're here today and you hear these stories of life change and of transformation and you think that's never happened for me. What am I missing? And maybe the step that you're missing is to surrender your life to Jesus. Not religion, not good works, but to Jesus. To say, God, I'm done doing it my way. I'm gonna live life your way. I just want to give you the opportunity to do that. The Bible says that if we'll confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, in other words, he's in control, we're going to surrender control and believe in our heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, then we will be saved. The Bible tells us that we've all sinned. That's not a condemning statement. It's the reality of humanity. And that the wages or the sin or the penalty of that sin is death. It's eternal separation from God. God never wanted that. And so he sent Jesus into the earth to live the perfect life you and I could never live, die the death that we deserve, but he didn't stay dead. He rose again three days later, proving that he is who he said he was, the son of God with the power to take away the sin of the world. And if today you need your sins taken away, he's ready to do it. If you'd say, pastor, I need a fresh start. Maybe you're here today and you would culturally call yourself a Christian, but you know in your heart, you're far from God. Then this is your moment. In just a second, we're gonna pray together before we do. I just wanna know who I'm praying with. If you say, Pastor, that's me. I'm not confident that heaven will be my home. I'm not confident that I have a relationship with Jesus. Then don't leave here with doubts today. You can know. And so if you say, Pastor, I wanna be included in that prayer. I'm gonna ask you to shoot your hand up when I count to three at every campus. No one looking around. We will not come to you or point you out. That is not our heart. Just wanna know who I'm praying with. So when I count to three at every campus, you shoot your hand up. One, two, three. You just shoot it up high. God bless you. God bless you all over the room. Incredible. You can put those hands down. Church, let's pray this out loud for the benefit of those who just had the courage to slip their hand up. Just say, Jesus, I need you. I ask you to forgive me of all my sin. I believe you died for me. I believe God raised you from the dead. Today, I make you my Lord and Savior. Thank you for a brand new beginning. In Jesus' name. Everybody said a big amen. Amen. Come on, let's celebrate those who made that decision. Beautiful. Thanks for joining us for today's message. Feel free to rate, review, and share with a friend. If you'd like to find out how you can get involved or partner with us financially, visit lifepoint.org or download the LifePoint app. Thank you for your generosity. We can do so much more together than we ever could apart. See you soon.